0: In this episode of the Rebel Entrepreneur coaching series, there are adult themes and swear words. So please be careful. If you're listening to this in your car with your kids in the back seat, maybe listen to a different episode and come back to this one. Adult content is coming up. Running a business is a fascinating challenge. Some days you're screaming from the roof in pleasure, other days you're screaming in the basement in pain. Uh, things go well, things go badly, there's highs, there's lows, and then you're still trying to contend with normal life, relationships, work, family, friends, all of that stuff. There's so much for you to deal with. Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series, where we are right in the middle of an exciting business venture. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us, to build cool businesses, make money, have fun, and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Jamie, welcome back to The Rebel Entrepreneur coaching series. This is episode 12 together. We've been on an epic journey where are we with the Kickstarter? This is
1: day uh 15. Day 15. So we're almost halfway through. Yeah, there's 16 days left. So halfway through today, will be like, because it's a 31 day uh, Kickstarter campaign.
0: So where are we? How many backers? What's happened? We've had success.
1: Oh, God, I'm so unprepared today. I'm like, so funny that you would like, just randomly start your intro with Life stress, work stress, relationship stress. Why would you choose those things, Alan, to say in your intro? It's almost as if I'm feeling stressed about all of these things and my Kickstarter.
0: Well, I think it's happening to me right now as well, Jamie. I'm preparing for a Google Talk. I'm in the middle of TV pitches. I'm recording this. I'm working with Katie on a big project that we're doing together. I'm going to relaunch my finance course. And yeah, you're trying to do all of that whilst just staying happy. So I think yeah. I'm going through it at exactly the same time you are. And funny enough, we just released the Christina episode as we were recording that this week's episode was about overwhelm and every one of us goes through it.
1: Totally. Yeah, I'm feeling super overwhelmed. But, you know, let's start with the positive. I am currently at $4,126. I'm 165% funded. I have 111 backers and there are 16 days to go. 111 backers. And let's just, for
0: the sake of just putting this out there, I think it was probably three, four episodes ago, we were arguing over whether it should be a target of 2,000 or 3,000. And we probably spent 20, 30 minutes discussing that. <laughs> You've smashed that, haven't you? You've smashed it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think this was an interesting bit. Like We all have lots going on in our lives and You've come to a stage where you're halfway through the Kickstarter campaign. You're already more successful than you thought you were going to be. You've smashed it. The question now is, are you happy with where you've got to? You Because know, we could end the Kickstarter campaign mentally right now mentally, yeah, and go, okay, we'll let it tick over, but like, I'm done. I'm going to prep for delivery. Or we could go, actually, we've got 15 days left. What could we do to kick this up a notch, create some magic, spark it? What do we want to do? And either is a fine answer.
1: Okay. I would say, like as a gift to myself, I would really like to stop doing the one-on-one contacting people. It's been a roller coaster. Like I think we're- <laughs> it, it was a good choice to do that. I did definitely get pledges. It's so Much work to contact people one by one, and it has it works. It definitely works. But like I've done a lot of it now, it would be nice to be like, you know what, girl, take a little break, huh? Something else. Try another strategy for the next 16 days. Like you stop contacting people one by one, and try something else because it's not fun anymore. It's now it's become like this slog in the morning. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but like again, there's a lot of stress going on in my life in the Kickstarter. Let's have some fun. Let's let's. Make the last 16 days as fun as possible. Can we do that? Can that be the choice that I make?
0: Well, this is actually a bit. So, whenever we're looking at something, my business partner Simon and I, what we go through is a. What's the challenge? So, the challenge is we're 15 days in. We've hit a lull in the middle. My energy of doing the one-to-one communications is down, but I'm still thinking about doing it. So, you define the challenge, then you turn it into a question and this is the bit where you get to have a bit more fun with it. You go, actually, okay, so we're 15 days in. How can I have more fun for the last 16 days and tell 10,000 people about my Kickstarter? That's a bit more interesting of a question, but that doesn't have to be the right question. We can play with that. The question might be, how can I spend 15 minutes a day, have fun and reach way more people? That's a little bit more general, but you turn it into a question then we brainstorm a bunch of ideas. You pick the top three you like the look of, and we go for another experiment and we throw some energy out there and see what happens. And that's basically whenever Simon and I get stuck, that's the process we go through, which is define the challenge, turn it into a question. has to be a good question you actually want to answer. Brainstorm ideas, choose the top three, do something. That's basically our process. I mean, how does that sound for you for where you are? And it's based on that bit where you said about have more fun. That's what you add into the question to make it juicier, make it more exciting.
1: So I like how like you'll remind me of things I had heard before. So I remember hearing this somewhere that the brain is a question answering machine. Mm-hmm. So you ask it a question and it will try to find an answer. And so if you ask it a negative question, like, why is my Kickstarter stalled? Then it's going to be like, (laughs) well. You're rubbish.
0: You've never done this before. It's no
1: good. It'll give you all those bad reasons. Yeah, yeah. it was only friends and family, uh, all these things. But if I ask it, my brain, not the Kickstarter, maybe that too. Yeah, how can I reach more people and have fun doing it? That's a good question. Mm. 10,000 people, that's a scary number for my brain to handle (laughs) Um, what if we say you know what i haven't even checked my google analytics i like set it up and then i just like stop looking at it so okay yes users down no shit because it was all like at the beginning so now it says there's been a thousand point one people at my kickstarter in the last 15 days
0: so you've had a thousand people visit your page and 10 percent are now backers you've had 116. Yep. Like It's very simple maths. Yeah, that's very simple math. So if we get another 1,000 people to visit, like if the maths remain true, which it will probably be slightly worse, but doesn't really matter. We get another 100 backers. If we get 10,000 to visit the page, we might get even further. But that's the basic maths of this is getting more people to visit it.
1: Yeah. Because that first wave was friends and family and they were doing big amounts and some people just gave and didn't even take a word so that will never happen again for this like that rush there probably now there will be a little rush at the end and there might even be friends who are like oh she's doing well you know i won't and then at the end they might be like well maybe i do want to be getting this exclusive comic so there's going to be a little rush at the end and it's funny because it tells you how many people are watching so there's like over 100 people just watching to be notified when it you know, is nearing the end. So those people, Kickstarter will send them a little email being like, this project's ending, get on board. So that always brings a little something. And I mean, I've definitely done it, so I know that it's true. But yeah, okay, so let's say if we get another 1,000 people, I'm not going to make another 4,000 in sales. That's not going to happen. But you might get 100 backers.
0: And I think it's the number of backers that's actually more important at this point. Because yeah. it gets your comic, your story into the hands of more people and gets us on the journey to building what you actually want to build.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely want more people to see it. I also like like this weekend, I had that overwhelmed because I have some contracts. I have a full-time job. I have art contracts. So I was doing one of those this weekend. I've been doing... Kickstarter updates. And I've been having a ton of fun. Speaking of fun, I've been having so much fun with the Kickstarter updates, updating people with art, interacting with them, asking them questions. That's been like the best. And that is actually a good strategy because the more interaction there is in your updates, the more chance you have of appearing higher on like the front page of Kickstarter or like in your, in your category. So I know that wasn't just for not, you know, it wasn't just for my pleasure of talking about my art with people. It definitely was useful I realized I've completely dropped off on like the social media. I was supposed to be posting every day and I'm not. So I think posting on social media can be fun. And I want to find a way to post at least twice a day, like morning and night, something. And not always because I don't want to just be showing like my Kickstarter is going well, come join it. I want to, you know, I was doing some doodles of like Mandy nine, like just expressions last night just for fun. I'm like, these are things I should be posting just like, Mm -hmm. you know, fun things like that. Doing stories, you know, getting back into that jam of things. Another thing that I completely forgot is like on my Twitter, I have only like less than 300 followers, but on my erotic art Twitter, I have over 700. And I've tweeted like twice to those people, but I'm like, I really should be. I'm not going to write all 700. I can see your eyes, Alan. I'm not writing all 700 of those people.
0: You could definitely poke your top 10 people that you know in there and just say, hey, you could definitely get a bit more engagement. It doesn't have to be all 700, but we could
1: definitely do a few. Yeah, that's true. And I and I have people that I have connected that I've done commissions for, that I've done art for. So those people, I can definitely reach out to them and, and ask them specifically like, hey, can you share this? It would be so great. And yes, so that's that's an untapped market. I also started kind of cross engaging that one with mine, you know, a bit back and forth. And, and people love sex, man. Like, they just love it. So when I tweet about like, you know, my erotic art on my regular thing, people are like, oh, and I always get new followers. (laughs) Like, you do erotic (laughs) art? Tell me more. (laughs) And those always get followed and tweeted. And what's really cool, this is just random, like, you know, I got that Projects We Love from the woman who's sort of in charge of outreach for Kickstarter uh, comics. And she followed me on Twitter and I follow her back. And she probably likes people's stuff all the time. But I tweeted about, because I was on a podcast a couple of years ago talking about, censorship online with erotic art and, and FOSTA SESTA. And it's like this, I mean, if you know anything about like sex work laws in the States, which I have no idea why you would. Um, So uh, there was like a big to do about it and it's just become very hard for sex workers to have any kind of presence online. And I, the, the people who did that interview had kind of tweeted about it again, because they were, they had done a, a compilation of all the ones about that issue. I retweeted it and the woman in charge of, you know, the Kickstarter comics liked it. And I know it's like, what does that fucking mean? It means nothing. No, it means that she's into sex worker rights and this sort of more progressive view on sex and she's a feminist. And, and I was just like, hey, that's cool. Like, not only did I connect with someone at Kickstarter, but I connected with someone at Kickstarter who has like this shared values that I have. And I don't know, it made me feel more excited to kind of keep bringing my more activist agenda into the work that I'm doing. And it just, it's funny. Yeah. And oh, I also wanted to talk about this with you. I was thinking about my target audience because I've been obviously looking at marketing a lot. And I know target audience for a while. This isn't news to me. But I was really thinking about my target audience because when we had first, first started, we were like, my target audience is essentially me, like a spooky girl who's into like heavy metal comics and cool, weird stuff. But when I look at my fan base, people who are really engaging with me, not just following, but engaging, it's all dudes. And I'm like, well, it makes a lot of sense because I'm doing pretty sexy stuff. Even if it's like feminist activists, it's like, I like to play on those sexual tropes. You know, I'm, I'm not just doing a bunch of sexy girls. I'm sort of doing sexy girls who have different body types and they're playing on these tropes of what sex is. I mean, even calling my robot a sex worker and not a prostitute. Like these are, you know, the terminology is very important. But yet these guys, like a lot of guys like my work. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace that. Like, I don't know why I was trying so hard to like, I guess because I am a spooky girl and I was trying to create media that I liked. Maybe I'm you know, getting caught up on the gender side of it too much. And I should just kind of not really give a fuck. Also, like, maybe I should just be like, yeah, whatever, like men like my stuff. So why am I fighting that? Why am I fighting that fan base? And if I embrace it, I might even attract even more people. Now, like my strategy is instead of chasing down these places where spooky girls hang out, I'm just kind of going to embrace spooky dudes and guys who like horror and I don't know, This just, I feel like it'll actually be easier to connect with them and reach them. And I was looking at one of my friends and I'm like, friend, I won't say his name, friend <laughs> is what I call him. I think you're my target audience. <laughs> and he's like, oh, cool. And I was like, what podcast do you like? Where do you get your news? And, you know, I was asking him all mm. those questions and I was like, oh wow. You know, like you like bleeding cool is where you get your news. That's so great. And like just other stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, he totally is my target market. Like he's not just likes horror, but he likes weird stuff, you know? And he sends me memes about being weird. And I'm like, yes, I love being weird. So I think that's just interesting too. forget to think about marketing, like, because I was looking into PR, a lot of PR stuff I should have started before the campaign even begun. So I don't know how, how easy it'll be for me to get PR. We shall try. But just anyway, so as we now begin the process of brainstorming, how to get more eyes, we'll say my target audience no longer is women. My target audience is men who like weird, spooky things, heavy metal magazine, and uh, strange 90s cartoons. So there was much in what you've just
0: said. Uh <laughs> Let me um, let me try and unpack a few things. Uh, number one, target audience. I think the way I imagine it is going with the flow of the river. There are people you want to sell to, but maybe they're not into it, and you can fight the river and try and swim upstream, or you can go, "Oh, there's these bunch of people who want to do business with me. I can just go with the river and see where it goes." and As I've got older, I've spent less time fighting the river and more time going with the river and have a lot more fun, get a lot more done. And it's not always exactly what I imagined, but sometimes it ends up better than I imagined. And it doesn't mean we're closing the door on the other target market. It just means we're less fighting to get them and we're more working with what we are getting. That's the thing about target audiences. You have a target audience in mind, you go for them you get something different, which is exactly what happened to me in my business. I was not really planning on selling to housing associations. And then all of a sudden, housing associations are saying, this is perfect for us. And I have a choice at that point. I can go, cool, I'll sell to more of you. Or I can go, actually, I don't want to do that. I want to fight for this other stuff. And guess what I decided to do? (laughs) I went with it. Point one is I would say, you're exactly right. Let's just go for this. And point two is the only reason we've got to this phase where you're now thinking, okay, I'm 15 days in, what do I do now is because you've done the groundwork to get here. So now your brain is able to open up to what's next. And we were never able to do, you're saying I should have done PR earlier. We were never able to do that because we just had to get the groundwork done. Like if we'd have had longer, if this was your second one, we can add in more stuff, but we had to do the basics to get here. And I think for everyone listening to this, you've got to do the basics to get version one done, and then we'll make it better the second time. And now we're at the point, Jamie, you've got Headspace. And I think from your, your download those few seconds ago, your Headspace has given you loads of ideas and loads of thoughts. Um, there's two phases in creativity. There's divergent thinking, and there's convergent thinking. And divergent thinking is what is all the things I could do. And so many people do divergent thinking, and then they try to do them all. <laughs> they get lost, they do a bit of everything, and then it kind of gets overwhelming. They forget to do the convergent thinking, which is what's the top three that I can do quickly and easily to move this forwards? Or what's the one that I know I'm going to do that will create results? What's the one wild card? And then what's the fun one? or well, whatever it is, but it's that convergent because you only have so much time. We have 16, 15 and a half days left. We could come up with a list of a hundred ways to market your comic right now. I know we could. Then you'd look at that a hundred ways and go, I should have done all of those, feel overwhelmed and do none. We've got to take the next step, which is, which three are we going to choose?
1: Yeah, because I was looking up marketing ideas and there was like the tabs that I had open. The tabs (laughs) that I had open. You know when they get so small that you can't tell what the icon is anymore? That was me. And uh, then I saved a bunch to Pocket because obviously I'm going to read them all later. At least they're not on my tabs anymore. So I had a lot of ideas and it's like, how am I going to do all of these? Where am I going to get the time?
0: So speaking to everyone out there that has multiple tabs open on their browser in their brain. You know what happens when you have too many browser tabs open and too many programs that are running on your computer? It just goes, I can't cope with this blue screen of death. I can't, there's too much going on and it fails. And the same things happens to our brains. If you have too many open loops, too many things going on, too much stuff, your brain just goes, I'm over. So I would say to all of you, if you've got a hundred marketing ideas, take 97 and put them on the someday maybe list and take three and put them on my actively going to do this stuff in the next week or so list. And all those tabs you've got open, Jamie, like push them to one side and go, I'm just going to file those under, I'll get to them. What's the three things I'm going to do now. And the only reason I know this is because I used to be the one who tried to do everything at once. And it was the quickest way to get nothing done.
1: Yeah. That's like stirred my fucking life, man. Oh my God. <laughs> just we so do much. It. Oh, I do it. It's like, and then I do it in pockets. So it's like at work in my day job, I have like a million things to do. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then none of it gets done. And then I feel like I'm so unproductive. I'm such a bad worker. And it's like, if I had just done one thing, it would have been done and I would have felt so accomplished. So yeah. So that's fantastic. I'll say then just a few random things that we, Like, what do I have control over? I like that sort of view of things. So I do want to come up with some more marketing ideas just to say, you're right. Like, I have to get the word should out of my vocabulary. My therapist is very big on getting that word out of my vocabulary. So you guys agree on that. I think what's cool is another part of the Kickstarter, a first Kickstarter is to get a fan base. Those people are going to follow you to your next project. So engaging with them sending updates, giving them exclusive art already. Just as backers, I'm building those relationships with those people. And they're going to be like, man, her Kickstarter is fun. I'm going to back her next one, I hope, you know. She doesn't just – because so many of them funded, you get a couple updates, you know. We're in the process of backing, and I'm sending them, like, fun updates and asking their opinion on things to do. Because I do actually have to draw this comic, right? Like, this comic isn't done. So, it actually, I should put a time – should. I will – endeavor to put a timeline in the Kickstarter. It would be, it's a nice to have, but it's cool because it's not for not, you know, like all these updates and things are doing now for the first time in my fucking life, I'm going to have an email list, you know, that's more than two people. Like all those people, I will ask if they want to be in the email list and I'm going to continue to have this fun engagement with them.
0: Which is so critical. And actually, like if I could just interject a key thought for all of us here, There's a guy called Kevin Kelly, and he wrote an article called 1000 True Fans. Have you heard of this one? Yes. 1000 True Fans is if you can find 1000 people who love what you do, love what you do, and each of them is going to spend 100 bucks with you a year, you've got a $100,000 business. That's insane. You've got 116 who love what you do and are paying you money. Like you're a tenth of the way there to having a $100,000 business a year. Like this is phenomenal. And some of them are paying you far more than that because they love your work. Like you are well on track. And if we build that list, and I repeat so many times, the most valuable asset in your business, please take this the right way. It's not you, it's your list because that's the people you can reach out to. That's the people who love what you do. They're the people who buy from you, support you. If you don't have a list, you can't sell them anything. So this is your first step. We are beyond what we 11.6% of your way to a hundred thousand dollar business. If you keep going like this, that's unbelievable. So I think you're absolutely right. One of the biggest focuses should be to take this opportunity to build your list of true fans.
1: Yeah. And it's fun. And I think like doing these updates and the idea of doing the list, I'm kind of creating content that I want to see, you know, what kind of fun things and I'm trying to keep it just as fun as possible. Obviously, I need to sell stuff down the road. But keeping them engaged for the whole year, or whenever till the fall, whenever I do my next Kickstarter, you know, that's super awesome. Like I want to keep that fun energy going. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's great that whatever happens, like you're right, I could choose to just stop right now. The backing, like these are the backers this is fine. I mean, people can actually lower their ledge. So I don't want to do that. But yeah, I could just stop. Like at this point, I'm good, but yeah, I want to continue when I want to keep it as fun as possible. And I would like to at least hit the next stretch goal. So my next stretch goal is 4,400. I'm at 4,100 something. So that's like less than 400 bucks till people get a new reward. So let's focus on that. Like, can I at least get that next 400 bucks to get that next reward? Like, let's focus on that. Yeah, go. Because
0: this is also not binary. So I think binary thinking says I must throw all in on getting new backers, or I spend all of my time looking after my existing backers. Life is rarely binary, as my wife regularly tells me, and we have to repeat to each other. So there's no reason why we could come up with three ideas. One is to look after the backers. Two is to get more people in to see your project. And three is something completely different but it's not binary. We can do an hour on this and half an hour on that. And I think that's one of the most important things when you're looking at your day is what's the simple next action that I can move these projects on. So project one is look after existing backers. What's the simple thing I can do today to make them feel looked after? Write an email, write the timeline, send them a piece of art, whatever it is. What's the simple next action for getting more backers? Well, I'm going to. I don't know, whatever it is we come up with. I'm going to send five messages. I'm going to ask my backers to tell five people. I'm going to post on social media, whatever it is. But it's I think our brains want to achieve everything all at once, which is never possible. So what we have to do is just go, what's the tiny thing I can do today to push the ball forwards and keep pushing it forwards every day? Because it's those micro daily actions that actually build the life we want. And I keep repeating on the show, Jamie, I don't know if you've ever heard me this, but I say the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. What I've realized is building an extraordinary life is doing the boring stuff on a day-to-day basis. Like it's doing for me burpees to stay marginally trim whilst eating tacos in Mexico. It's doing my daily recordings. It's doing my marketing emails. It's doing like I track my finances. My daily activity to be wealthy is to track my spending. Most people think that's really dull, but I'll tell you what, that's what builds an extraordinary life. And I think it's falling in love with that daily activity that builds the life you want and just pushing it on each day.
1: Okay. I love that. And now I'm overwhelmed because we have a lot of things we want to do. So let's just focus on right now, brainstorming some marketing ideas.
0: Okay. So we're going divergent. So we'll go
1: divergent,
0: brainstorm some marketing ideas. Yeah. Uh, Do you want me to capture them? Do you want to capture them? I'll capture them. I'll do this. I'll send you the list. This is really important when you're brainstorming is every single idea comes out. Doesn't matter if it's crazy, if it's cuckoo, we collect all of the ideas because the quickest way to have a good idea is to have a lot of bad ideas. And I'm very good at having bad ideas. So most of the ideas I give you now will be bad. But I'm sure somewhere within there between us we'll come up with a good one. So we'll capture them all and see what happens. So
1: So, okay, good. So then how about like writing every single horror website that I like and just pitching my Kickstarter to them? Love it. I've got tweet
0: the horror websites.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm already my brain is like, don't do that because mm-hmm. Okay. No, no censorship
0: um, because as soon as you start censoring, like the idea you've just censored might trigger the brilliant idea in me. Um, yeah. So you never censor, even if it's a bad idea, share it because it okay. sparks other ideas.
1: All right, perfect. So then, not just tweeting the magazines, but finding the names of like the editors for each section specifically comics and mm. and tweeting them. I love that. Yeah, making some fun, sexy. Social media images with my character and sharing those, you know, twice a day or whatever.
0: I had an idea based on that, which, like, I'm just going to go for it. A Mandy Nine striptease. So you've got 15 <laughs> days left, and by the end, you see how many backers or something like like she yeah. does something every day throughout the pose.
1: Yeah, um, something every day. Yeah, she's already naked, uh, you know. So <laughs> It's not much else to take off, but but she could take off like her, you know, arm or like you know, like her face plate or something, so that's actually hilarious. Like, it was a strip tease, you know, oh, there's gonna be a strip cheese tomorrow so that people come, and then she like takes off her boob, and you just see the circuitry underneath, and it's kind of like a funny strip tease. I'm kind of into this because that's my whole thing is like playing with these sexual tropes. Like, you thought you're gonna get to see her boob, but you're seeing like the circuitry. This is great, I love it.
0: Okay, uh, so a Mandy Nine strip tease online, you could do. A competition to win a date with Mandy9, where people enter the competition by joining your list, and then you'll draw them having dinner with them.
1: Yeah, I can't do competitions on the Kickstarter, but with my social media, I could get people from the Kickstarter to go follow me on social media, and there, there's going to be like a contest. So that's not a bad idea. Maybe not a date, but they could win a print. Ooh, yeah. Are you killing
0: my idea?
1: No, I loved your idea. What we should say is we accept that idea and the next
0: one is maybe it could be a print.
1: We're doing like uh, improv, uh, the yes, and, yes, and they could also get a print.
0: <laughs> well, this is a really fascinating point because if someone throws out an idea they think is good and someone else says, no, that's no good, what does it do to them?
1: Makes you feel shitty. I'm so sorry, Alan. I was just thinking, well, easy for Alan to say. He doesn't have to draw it.
0: (laughs) No, I know. I don't have to draw it, and that's correct. But it does make me think, well, okay, Like, should I keep giving ideas? Because obviously my ideas aren't hitting the mark. And what we really want whenever we do this process with anyone is for them to just throw ideas out. And we never judge. Because I think we're so used to judging our own ideas before they even come out it's actually really difficult to just say the idea write it down and don't judge it because the next step is judgment so divergent thinking is just get all the ideas out then the next step is going actually doing a date with mandy nine is a lot of work so i'm not going to do that here's another version but that comes later and the key to creativity is just to let the ideas flow without judgment and separate those two phases from ideas to judgment. And like, I'm a big boy, I'll get over it. Like not all my ideas are good. I understand that. <laughs> but I've seen it happen in meetings where someone goes, mm, that idea will never work. And then the ideas dry up. So for both of us, it's really important just any idea. Okay.
1: So, okay. So, like, we've been recording for 35 minutes. Let's do the next five minutes. Just throw out ideas. Is that too long? Five minutes? No, let's do it. Okay. Let's just throw it's, out
0: ideas. These are ideas anyone else can take and go, oh, I might like that for my business. So, yeah. absolutely. Yes.
1: Okay. Great. I'm going to do more like videos of myself for, on my social media because people seem to be watching the videos when I post them on my updates and it kind of it keeps that personal here I am thing.
0: Love that. Absolutely love that.
1: Let's see. I don't have any like blue lipstick. I would dress up like Mandy, but I don't have any anything to do. But um, almost, <laughs> yeah, I feel like doing something funny where like maybe I make a video and I couldn't animate her, but maybe I can just have her there and I'm talking to her. I don't know, something like that.
0: I know you're Canadian. Do you have a picture of her you could put next to Justin, uh, your prime minister? <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get him in trouble being next to a sex worker. I wouldn't want to get into any <laughs> like, uh, you know, not that that's a bad idea. It's a great idea. Sorry, Alan didn't mean to shoot that one down. Yeah, uh, there might be something Canadian I can do with her because I am thinking when, when someone asked me, oh, is she is a set in like Montreal? Because I would love that. And I'm like, actually, it's a great it was set in like a nondescript future. But having it set in Montreal, is kind of cool. And maybe I could like have her next to some Montreal. Oh, I could even just take pictures of Montreal and like have her superimposed on them and just like different Montreal places and just be like, There she is in in like Montreal. And Montreal's hilarious because it's cool but also always under construction. So like having her under an underpass that's not finished is just so perfect. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh yeah, see, that did turn into a good one. Good one, Alan. And that's the
0: process is I have to be free to say my bad idea about putter next to Justin, and that sparks you to go, here's an idea that will actually work. But if I don't keep putting out my bad ideas, you will never get to the good ideas.
1: Yeah. Now we've only got three minutes left to put out our bad ideas. So let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Um, I'm just looking like out at the snow and it's cold. And I'm just trying to think of like some post-apocalyptic snow thing that can happen with her. Um, What else can we do? I mean, if I had time, I could do her cosplaying different horror characters, dressing up as like, you know, different horror things, just because that's my my jam, right? It's horror. Yes. On the updates, I've been sharing different Mandy nines from like, because she's Mandy nine. So there's like Mandy one to eight that, you know, who are they? And I, I did a whole thing where I had people guess and then I drew it and people loved it. So in a world of infinite time, I could do the other Mandy's. I could have people keep guessing. I could have people come to my social media to guess, I don't know, or whatever. Like I could reveal more, more Mandy's on the social media. I could do some sort of contest with that. Maybe people get a print of it. Like instead of just having the print for backers, I could maybe have one on my Twitter, you know, just have a contest for that. And it's really easy to do because I can just use a print on demand and just, you know, have it shipped to them. I don't have to ship it.
0: I love that. What
1: else? Hmm. I mean, we could do a million contests. I don't know, like, if we want to go down that rabbit hole.
0: Well, there's many, many of those um, that we can do. Where does your niche market hang out?
1: They hang out on, like, horror websites, like Bloody Disgusting, Dread Central. I don't know if they hang out on Reddit horror, although Reddit's a little scary. I love Reddit. I mean, I spend a lot of time there, but it's also terrifying, because if you do Reddit wrong, then you're like banned, like they'll destroy you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I'm kind of like, I don't want to suddenly post my Kickstarter on Reddit and then get like destroyed. But maybe instead of posting the Kickstarter, I could at least just post some art and the horror.
0: Love that. Do it.
1: She is a bit more cyberpunk, but I could just do the one where she's bloody and post that on uh, some horror ones and um, also Facebook. I, I follow a lot of spooky Facebook groups, so Perfect. I could. Also, just post the bloody version of her on the, the spooky spooky things.
0: Facebook groups. We could find other Kickstarter runners to do cross promotions.
1: Oh, yeah, which, uh, which I, I know you've have. done
0: a bit of that, but we could yeah. go further on the cross promotion. We could find people who have lists of people who like horror movies mm-hmm. and send them an email. Is there forums about horror movies that you could find the forum about a horror movie that you know, if they like this, they'll like Mandy nine.
1: Yeah, certainly there are forums. In fact, even like, I think bloody disgusting has a forum. I know forums are sort of outdated. People use Facebook groups more, but it's definitely worth checking out. In fact, maybe those are more hardcore fans because they're on Mm. old school forums. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been five minutes, six minutes now. Should we stop or keep going?
0: So we've come up with 16 ideas and you can see the kind of general process is if we throw energy into this, we could come up with a huge amount of ideas very quickly. Mm -hmm. Because in five minutes, we've come up with 16 ideas and these are basic ones. And then we can expand from there. So that's sort of step one of the process. I've put them in the chat for you. And then step two of the process is to go, which ones do we want to try for this next few days? We can also spend a lot more time brainstorming. We won't on this episode, but spend a lot more time brainstorming. And actually, you could speak to a couple of your friends, speak to a couple of your backers, and go, if I was going to go crazy, how would I promote Mandy Nine? Or what's the biggest thing I could do to get Mandy Nine out there? It's the bit here of stepping outside your own frame as well. So we're thinking, what can I do? One way to do this is if Apple. Was to promote Mandy Nine? What would they do mm. if the best self-promoter in the world was meant to promote Mandy Nine? What would they do if Mandy Nine was a natural sex worker? How would she promote herself? Well, she'd go and stand on a street corner in uh,
1: <laughs> in Montreal, or no, she would not. These days, she would go on Twitter. Although Twitter's banning all of our sex worker friends, <laughs> but I was just oh, something sparked something. Well, when you said Apple, I was thinking of like a version of her that's all sleek, <laughs> like you know, like a <laughs> or something like that which is kind of hilarious or even like you know what if red bull so like she's one of those red bull girls where they like come oh, in the car that's
0: genius. Red bull yeah. on it and- <laughs> um but that helps you to step out of your normal way of thinking and changes the frame to look at it to give you even bigger ideas and i think there is a little bit that offline you i uh you and your friends should come up with more crazy ideas because i think What I would be recommending to you now is going, okay, what's the one sensible idea for marketing or two sensible ideas? What's the keep the backers engaged idea? And then what's the wild card? The thing that just may or may not work, but I'm going to have a go. If it works, it'll go crazy. And if it doesn't, never mind. And I think putting 10% of your time into crazy at this point is great. I would not have recommended it before we started because we just needed to do the foundation work. And the foundation work was the individual emails, the messages that has got us to where we've got to. But what gets you here will never get you there. So now it's time to introduce 10% crazy, Jamie.
1: Ooh, but I'm, I'm about 20 to 30% crazy already. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle anymore. <laughs> I wish people could see my hair. Like I just look like a mad person all the time.
0: um so what i would suggest is now we need to choose what's the three things we're going to do so based on this which three are you going to take action on over the next few days
1: so i really love the idea of her at like montreal landmarks and i think i'll like ask the backers what landmark they'd like to see her next to and i'll just find a picture online and draw her into it that's kind of hilarious I'm, I'm into this strip tease that turns into her taking her robot parts off and just showing circuitry. So I want to find a way to make that engaging and funny. I feel like I should do two that are easy and fun and one mm-hmm. that's a little scary, right? Perfect. So like the scary one would be like tweeting horror websites. Okay. So I feel like I should do that one because it scares me.
0: Perfect. Everything you want is outside your comfort zone. Exactly. Including horror website editors.
1: Yeah. And then I'll do drawing her next to like landmarks in Montreal. I wonder if I should just ask people like, you know, which city do you think that she's from and then get them to guess and then maybe do like her next to certain landmarks of, of those ones so that everyone from around the world can get excited about where she might be.
0: Where's Mandy nine this month. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the last one I said? Oh yeah. The strip to use is super funny. So I'm going to do that one. And I can just be sketches to be full color,
0: you know? And those are the three. And you have a go at those, you make progress, you see what you enjoy, you see what you don't, and then you come back to the list, then you go, what would I like to implement next? And that's the basic process. And these 16 ideas we came up with are currently on the someday maybe list. And we've taken the three, the Montreal landmarks, the showing the circuitry and the tweeting horror websites, and we've put those on the actively, I'm going to do those this week list. Once they are done, then we can choose to bring more stuff forwards. And I think that's really important for being able to stay focused on what you need to do because overwhelm is a real thing. And actually what I've learned over the years is everyone knows there's lots of stuff to do. The difference between a successful entrepreneur and one that isn't is not the ideas. It's not knowing what to do. It's the ability to get it done on a daily basis. That's actually what separates us. So any tricks that you, I, everyone listening to this can have to help us stay focused and do stuff every day, that is going to make the difference to moving the needle.
1: Love it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I have like total action steps. This is very exciting. <laughs> I love action steps. That's how I end every therapy session. with so some action steps.
0: Yes. Are you saying these are therapy sessions as well?
1: In a way, I always feel amazing after. So. <laughs> But I can't pay you what I'm paying my therapist. I'm sorry. (laughs) Unless I fire her. Well, that's okay. I've never
0: really charged anyone for our business support. So no one has ever paid to come on a rebel business school. No one has ever paid to come to our stuff. We've never charged anyone. Obviously someone pays. There are sponsors, housing associations, housing authorities, corporate sponsors, local government. They pay for what we do to help people start businesses, build the economy, help them get going, but I'm not going to start charging you today, Jamie. Not today, I just yeah. want to help.
1: You just want to see first how good the Kickstarter goes, right? And then you'll be like, by the way, <laughs> it did help you get there. So,
0: <laughs> well, maybe once you're a famous comic book artist and your movies get produced, you'll invite me on set. I think that would be all I would ever want.
1: Deal I'll let, I'll let you meet all your favorite Marvel heroes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, by that stage, it'll be all your favorite heroes that you've created or characters. Yeah, Jamie, this has been fun. We've got 15 days left. We just need to do something every day to keep it going, and that's how we make progress. And to everyone listening to this, that's all you've got to do is every single day do one thing that helps move you towards your goal of building your business. If you do that, do the boring things that build an extraordinary life. If you can do that every single day, you're on your way to building an incredible life. Please go out there, do it, make it happen and build the extraordinary. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different, be yourself, be a Rebel Entrepreneur.